This is a special edition upload courtesy of the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, as well as the GameSportsShow.com, Spotify, Apple, Podbean Podcasts, and Facebook or Instagram. This special edition is brought to you by Compass Imaging Group and Demansky Office Interiors. Special edition uploads are courtesy of having guests or guests on the show or information outside of the show's usual schedule. We will caution you that some language might be offensive to some, but to be prepared for an electric segment courtesy of the game. Now let's go to Dave McKegg Jr. and the crew inside the Game Entertainment and Media Studio. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show, the Twin Two only local, regional, and national sports show. This is your host, David McCaig, and the Game Sports and Intermedia brings you the Game Sports Show here. The Game Sports Show is powered by thegamesportshow.com, and obviously by our fans and listeners, obviously on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, and Facebook, and or Instagram. This special edition upload is brought to you by Compass Imaging Group and Demansky Office interiors where they are still operational just check out their website social media give them a call and they'll be able to meet your needs and expectations and shout outs to all of our other additional sponsors sports center bar and grill northern spear brewing company north star sports and auto northern quitters in need and thrush creative co and of course our broadcasting partners espn espn 1400 and of course on tv you can check out all those platforms via social media internet website Everything of such, it's the power of social media where you can find everything. The Game Sports Show, we are on all platforms, so we're very grateful that you're listening to us. Yours truly is also going to be your tech and recording guy. And on the other end, my co-host, my trusty co-host with the special edition uploads, the one and only Brennan Brooks. Brooksy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Always good to be here, brother. Uh, glad to have you back on. It's been a busy couple segments with the special edition uploads. We've had a bunch in the past couple weeks. It seems that with everyone having more time, it seems like to do interviews has been great. We have a lot of great interviews coming up as well. But we got a special, very special edition. I've said special at least almost almost a dozen times since we started the show here. But we got we got Fred Perlini. We got Brendan Perlini. We got Brett Perlini. We got the Perlini clan here inside the Game Sports Show for the special edition upload. I'm going to go to Fred first and say hello to Fred. Fred, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, David, thanks for having us. It's uh, it's always a pleasure when, uh, usually when you do some media stuff, you know, I'm kind of watching the, the guys do their thing, Brett in the UK and Brennan here in Detroit. It's uh, it's always fun when you're, uh, when you're a part of it with your boys. Definitely, obviously, and you've been obviously around to see them grow and develop some tremendous athletes now. I'm going to go to Brett second because he's the oldest out of the brothers. Brett, how are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I just want to say that intro is, wow, you really got that down. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it for a little bit, and I know that the booyah must have threw you off at the beginning. <laughs> wait till, yeah, it did. Wait till you hear the ending sign-off. It's actually, I'll be very surprised if you don't laugh in the background. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> So you and I, Brett, we've played uh, some pickup shinny hockey and morning skates sometimes, and obviously with our good friend, mutual friend, Jerry Patingolo. So I'm <laughs> kind of familiar. I played some games of horse against you, and I lost, though, of course. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, I think uh, Brendan will tell you, too. Um, I think we always associate with you with those, uh, those skates at the roads and playing uh, 50 <laughs> yeah. Cent on the loudspeakers. <laughs> no, <laughs> It's just blaring, and I had probably my Reebok black or white pump skates going <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, of course, the youngest of the brothers right now currently playing with the Detroit Red Wings, Brendan Perlini. Brendan, thanks for coming on. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Used to doing this stuff uh, by myself, but, yeah, it should be pretty cool today with five of us on here. So, 
it's going to be definitely interesting. And everyone tuning in is going to be like, hey, what voice is that? What voice is that? Well, I think they all sound different. We all sound different. I know that my voice is definitely really loud and obnoxious. So you should be able to tell us all apart. Now, we got a lot to get to. And obviously, I'm going to go around the horn and start with Brooksy first with everything. Brooksy, I want you to lead us off and talk about your experiences actually playing with Brett. Actually, yeah. right, off, right off the hop. Let's start with that. Yeah, well, Brett and I, if uh, you don't know, we played together uh, in Great Britain for the national team. And uh, we actually were a part of history over there. And uh, it was pretty good, as uh, as Brett will tell you. Um, you know, what was your experience over there, Brett, like when you thought coming over there uh, for the first time playing uh, for the national team? Yeah, it was it was weird. I really didn't know what to think uh, coming over. You hear stories of, of how it's going to be. And obviously the, the national team wasn't really doing so well um, in the last couple of years. And then um, uh, obviously the previous year, you guys had won it. And I'd heard um, just from the summer skates and, and from your experience um, how the team was progressing. Um, and then uh, so I was going into it with uh, an open mind, really. And um, obviously we did so well, uh, ended up getting to that top division. Um, and what a, what a memorable experience it was. Yeah, I think very well so yeah we definitely did and I think you know the way we won the gold medal you know with the late goal uh by our friend farmer um <laughs> you know I think that uh, it was pretty amazing and uh, it, it was such an experience that the whole time you know I'm sure you had the thing it was like you know we knew we were going to win even though we were down it was uh, it was such a weird feeling and uh you know I know you had it and uh, you know when we get that goal and then go on to win in the shootout it was uh, such a great experience and then uh, I know you got to go on and play uh, the next year uh, with the big show the next time you know I retired and uh, called it quits but uh, you got to continue so can you tell us a little bit about that yeah that that was uh, obviously really cool as well I mean um, to play against the big boys uh, we knew uh, yeah we were we were in for it, like uh, even um, either the year before playing some tough teams. Um, but this just took it to a, a whole nother level. And, um, you know, playing against Canada, USA, um, you know, guys you're watching on TV every night in the NHL, uh, it, it was pretty surreal. And um, for us to, to compete with those guys and, you know, we had some, some good games and we just knew we had to win that one game um, to stay up in the division. And, that's kind of what we were focused on. The, the rest of the games were kind of just, you know, compete hard and see what we can do. But um, in that France game, it was kind of almost the same thing as uh, in Budapest, where we, uh, even though we were down, we kind of had this feeling that, you know, we're, we're still in this and we're, we're confident we can win this. And we come back from a three-goal lead to uh, end up winning in overtime. So, again, a really special uh, feeling. They need yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved to have been a part of it one more year. I, I think I had one more year left in me, but uh, it Let's was time. Real. Let's get real. You you just wanted to go around and do a clap bomb from the top of the circle still. <laughs> yeah, you know it. That's the only got to go to the stick to the go, too. Cross <laughs> crease shot. You know, you got the goalie, you cut in, fake out the D, and you go cross on the top of the circles, get the goalie slide one way next. That's that's, that's the right there. I've caught on. I play against you in men's league. I know your tricks. I know your tricks. <laughs> <laughs> now nonetheless you guys are i think right now you're in the uk right brett and obviously i believe fred and brett and you guys are all in detroit correct am i saying that's that correct. 
Yeah, that's right. Yep. So we're all just kind of chilling right now, quote unquote, if you if you will, because if we're waiting everything to get back to normal, obviously here with COVID-19, it's definitely been different. And doing Skype interviews, we hope everyone has a great experience listening uh, to our Skype upload as opposed to it being in the studios. And Brendan, I'm going to go over to you next. Uh, Brendan Perlini, obviously. I should, I'll say Brooksy and Brennan. That's how I'll keep it. Just yeah. too confused. Uh, but obviously you've you know, you played um, in the Ontario Hockey League. You've played in the American Hockey League. You've played in the NHL for the Coyotes, the Hawks, the Wings, okay? And, like, it's – obviously, you've even ended up playing for the Canada World Junior Team, which is fantastic. Obviously, you're able to uh, represent, obviously, England, and over in Canada. And overall, playing in the National Hockey League, you know, you've played for Arizona, as I mentioned, Chicago and Detroit – you remember that first experience jumping from the Ontario Hockey League first? You're with Niagara, and obviously the Ontario Hockey League Alumni Association follows this show a lot. So I wanted to, you to talk about your experiences in the OHL first, but then transition to how it's been going into the National Hockey League for you. Well, I think, like, as far as making the whole decision to go OHL or college or that kind of thing, I mean, I had the best of both with watching Brett and then obviously my dad knowing, you know, Sue so well, and obviously the the OHL market. So making that decision uh, alone was, you know, I I felt better off like for my game in the OHL, and um, you know, fortunately it all worked out that way. And you know, it, it's one thing I, I look back now. It's it's one of those things where I I grew a lot in a short amount of time. Like let's say my game got a lot better over a short amount of time, but. I look back now and there's even like my last couple of years where there's kind of that rule you can't turn pro and uh, I, I feel like my last year was almost a little bit of a waste almost, you know, you're, you're kind of there, you, you, you feel like you can go on and obviously, like I said, play world juniors and stuff and you want to do as well as possible, but uh, it's, you, you, you're like, we're always striving for more, right? I always want to be better and, and go against the best guys and so I was watching one of my good buddies Larkin play in the NHL and I'm still in junior. I obviously I want to be in that. Right. So you always want to, you always want to push for more and, and be better. And then, uh, you know, transferring from there to obviously then I play in the American league. It was good to get that experience in the American league too. really good players. Uh, had a great time in Tucson, always sunny and stuff, obviously. And, um, I, I think like my, my welcome to pro hockey was like Tucson is like, we practice at 10 a.m. We're out of the rink. We only play in, in that, at that time, that conference, like they just started it. We played, I think it was 10 less games, so 68 or 67 games or whatever. We were playing one to two games a week to start, like the, all of October and November. I was like, man, this is pro hockey. I practice at 10 a.m. and sit by the pool at one. Like, oh, you can do this. You know, and then you transfer from there, like to the NHL, when I finally got called up to the NHL. I don't mean to say this in a funny way, but I felt like I did so well in the American League that uh, I, I think if you were to compare me at either time in training camp, I can look back now and say, you know what, I, I wasn't ready. I'm glad I had the American League experience because then I, uh, I mean, once I come to the NHL, I thought, you know what, I am ready. I'm ready to be better than these guys and with these guys. And, you know, I feel like that's the mindset for me or – uh, let's just say any top athlete, you always have to think that you're you're better than certain guys and you're at that level, right? Because obviously, if you're thinking the other way, uh, you give guys a lot of respect. They kind of walk all over you. So, um, yeah, that's been my kind of experiences in, in the three leagues there and coming along. But 
Um, yeah, it's it's been crazy. It's I'm turning 24 actually tomorrow. So oh uh, yeah, we had the NFL draft on the other day, and I was thinking, God, it felt like yesterday I just got drafted. So at 18, right, and now it's I'm already turning 24. So it's crazy. Time flies. I should have saw that on. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I can't pull up your stats out of my out of my ass to be honest with you. But obviously, <laughs> you, you guys on hockey DB, you know, you got you got uh, you're born April 27th. I should have saw that. Uh, so, <laughs> so obviously, you've had experiences of transitioning to the National Hockey League and getting your roots now in Detroit. Where obviously this year has been a year of rebuilding. I think that's obviously just fair, flat out to say. And where even in Arizona, you had some familiarity working with some. Obviously, you had some veterans on that team, but you know it was a younger team coming up. You had yourself, Dylan Strom, just to name a couple guys that were part of that. Arizona wanted that rebuild, but then it changed when you got moved to Chicago, then now over in Detroit. So, out of the three teams, uh, you know you've you've had different fits and different roles. Right now in Detroit, where do you see like yourself in the role in that lineup in Detroit and like going forward with this organization? You know what, man, it's a it's a tough one because a lot of guys uh, we've had a lot of guys come and go in a short amount of time, so. And obviously, like you said, I mean, when things aren't going well, I think uh, that creates opportunity. So there's always opportunities in certain different avenues for, for this team anyway. And um, it's been obviously, you know, a, a bit of a tough year, like you said, with the whole team and everyone in general um, across the board. But it, it's one of those things where you you have to go through things like this, too. As you mentioned, I played on Arizona where – you know, we, we never had stellar teams out there either, but uh, you take everything as it comes. I believe, you know, the you, you go through the downfalls first before you can get on and you appreciate the good times when they come about and you're that much more grateful for it. So for me, that's that's what I like to do every, every day, go to the rink, work hard with a smile on my face, improve, get better, uh, trying all these little things that I know in the long run, when the good times come back around again, I'm going to be ready and I'm going to be grateful and appreciate everything. So um, as far as the whole role thing, uh, I don't really have too much to comment on that, to be honest, because I, I don't really know. Like I said, I, I just go out and I do my thing and, um, you know, I, I play my game. Um, so that's that's kind of that for, for that uh, whole situation. Yeah, and obviously you got a great leader at the helm with Stevie Eisman, okay, right, in the show there in Detroit. So very excited to see what he continue to do with that team with the Red Wings. Even though as a youth, I really disliked the Red Wings because all they did was win. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, obviously that will come back. I know we have a lot of Detroit listeners in the Michigan base, so I know they'll be very happy to hear them giving them compliments opposed to writing down the Red Wings, of course, because of obviously this year hasn't been strong, but you know what? They are going to be coming up because that's what rebuilding is. And trust me, as a Leaf fan, and I can say that, which is amazing to say on the show that I can say that, there's <laughs> no other fans in the world that felt more pain. And Speaking of Maple Leafs, someone named Red Perlini played with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I don't mean to backtrack too much here, but obviously you play with some names like Babe, Sittler, Bory Salmi when you're with the Leafs. Like, that is fantastic. Those are the true Maple Leafs, okay, uh, that, that, I, that's, that I think of. When I think of Toronto, I think of Sundin, Dougie Gilmore, Wendell Clark. Obviously now you've got Marner and Matthews in place there, but just the – guys who developed that organization from what it was. Sure, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 67, and there wasn't even color, really color television at that time. Uh, but <laughs> none, nonetheless, okay, you had great experiences. You played in Toronto with the Marlboros, moving up to uh, the Maple Leafs, then you had some time in St. Catharines, and then obviously you had overseas experience as well. So 
how would that feel, you know, first off, getting all your hard work, you were drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs in the eighth round at the time in 1980. So that how was that going into that? Because that's different hockey then than it is now. And then two, obviously having Brandon and Brett on the other line, having your sons grow up. I know you were, you've helped them develop as kids into what they are today, as we like to give, uh, obviously, shout-outs to fathers, because if it wasn't for fathers, <laughs> parents, I don't think we'd be where we are today, obviously. So... You saw them grow up and now play where they are and what they're doing. So another two-part question that I'm asking, but how does that make you feel as uh, being a father? Well, I think I think first of all, I'm I'm proud of both of them. And you know, I mean, you know, Brett Brett went the uh, school route to Michigan State, and Brandon went the OHL route, and they both got drafted pro, you know, and and then went different directions again. Brett in Europe, Brandon in the National League. So yeah, I mean, as parents, you're always obviously always proud of your kids. Um, you know, uh, as far as myself with the uh, Maple Leaf Marley uh, connection, there, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of guys. Got a lot, made a lot of friends. Uh, times were different in those days, you know. Uh, David, you said I was drafted in the eighth round. I, I can recall, um, you know, my la- my second year junior, my last year junior. I kind of lit it up. I was up as a 19 year old in the National League. I signed a, a first round contract. Uh, going up and playing in like seven games, having five points in seven games. And the, like first, the first year of the actual draft, entry-level draft, uh, I, was in my, uh, I was in my first year junior. So the likes of Coffee, all these guys mm. that were older than me, 18, 19 years old, they were all the proper first-round picks at the time, you know. Um, so in the end, it worked out that way financially for me. But, uh, you know... You know, I bleed blue. I, I love the Leafs and that. I wish I had a longer shot in the organization. And, you know, we I, I don't live in bitter times about that. I, I will tell you this, being in the organization with a lot, a lot of good players uh, that never got a sniff, uh, the, pro- the biggest problem in Toronto, and I, I don't support or I don't put down hockey players because I want to see teams do good. I want to see players do good because I know how tough the business is. But the biggest problem in Toronto is there's so much pressure. And uh, if Shanahan and, and those guys can do it, I mean, Mike Babcock's a good friend of mine. You know, he uh, he had a run at it. I thought if anybody can do it, he could do it. Uh, but it, there's a lot of pressure in Toronto. So I hope nothing for the best for the guys that are there, like the young guys that are coming through, like Matthews and Marner, you know. And they, they, they're, they're surrounding Shanahan, surrounding obviously the organization with people like Sittler and Gilmore and, and Wendell Clark, good people that, although they didn't win championships, they know what it takes to win. And, uh, well, Doug, Dougie did in Calgary, but, but, uh, yeah, back to the two part question, you know, I mean, uh, my, my whole pro days went by fast and I made a living in uh, the UK for a long time. And, you know, I seen like guys like Brooksy and Brett come through win that gold medal. That I was so happy for uh, for the UK because I've been there a long time. And then, you know, like as a parent, again, uh, following these guys, uh, you know, I'm always there for advice for them uh, if I can help in any way. And, you know, we're not the kind of pushy, pushy parents, but, you know, everybody wants the best for their kids and you don't want to see them get screwed over. Right. So we're we're always there for support for them. And that's that's the way it's got to be. And you got right now going on. Um, and this is on Facebook, I believe, too. The Perlini hockey camps and everything going on too. Correct? That yourself and Vicky are doing. Right, right. So yeah, thanks for that. Uh, basically, uh, you know, when I I finished playing hockey in the UK, I played an organization called Guilford, and I was 
basically the hockey director there, ran the whole junior program. And um, so uh, coming out of that job after about 10 years, we decided to come back home here or back to North America. We, we ended up in the Sioux for a bit, but we do have our summer home in the Sioux and we live in Detroit during the winter months. So uh, again, I've carried over the same type of job. Orchard Lake is a private school, St. Mary's. I kind of run the program there. That's my main job. And then we kind of uh, branch out to a lot of uh, uh, like private stuff. And then we go up to the Sioux and we run all our uh, hockey schools up there. So for me, David, uh, Brooksy, I'm very grateful to stay in hockey in the industry. I've had some uh, OHL opportunities to coach and I, I'm having too much fun with what I'm doing here. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, uh, we work together and we love it. And so this is what I'm doing. I'm a big part of development for kids here in the uh, Detroit area and also up in the Sioux in Toronto area. And uh, I feel like I'm giving back. I'm not just taking. And that's important to me right now. Yeah, I like that. That's giving back community is so great. That's one thing that the Sault Ste. Marie community loves. Okay, everyone in Sault Ste. Marie supports local. That's the big thing about Sault Ste. Marie. And being able to see some local talent like yourself, like Brett, like Brennan. Uh, Brooksy, I even consider you the Sioux. I know you weren't. Oh, thank you. No, I'm a Sioux native now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, but overall, okay, the age and difference between Brett and Brandon, and I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, was six years between the two of you. So obviously, having a little bit of let's say playing mini sticks against each other probably wasn't a thing or was that a thing when you guys are going i must you guys must have been competitive against one another or was it more of like a friendly brothership if you will and i'll let either of you answer that first um it was it was a bit of both obviously um you know we tried to brendan was he had a stick in his hand from the time he was one two years old so we were always you know whether it's mini sticks or roller hockey or we were shooting pucks. Um, he would always see me doing it and hop in. And we had a good little crew um, when we were younger, all kind of hockey players in, in our little uh, area there. So we, we had a lot of uh, like little shinny games and there would always be something going on in our neighborhood. So, yeah, whether it was soccer or hockey, we, we always uh, were very active, I would say, growing up. Is he, is he lying there, uh, Brennan, or is he telling yeah, the truth? I think, like, just to add to that, I don't know. I don't know if I can say uh, like a more com- if I've ever seen a more competitive like family because <laughs> we're, whatever we do we're golfing or basketball you I don't know you name it we usually get in a brawl so yeah tell it how it is so <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. that's, that's hard to that's hard to see. That's hard to tell because I find you guys to be two of the nicest guys I've ever met in the game. Every time, Brett especially, because I got to know him better. But I just find you guys to be so nice. So I can't picture you guys fighting all together. <laughs> that's that's more, Brooksy, that's more the mum side coming out. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Sorry to cut you off there, but it's, you're good. I think we're just, we're all, uh, we're all pretty competitive and want to, we want to kill each other when we when we do it, but it's good. It's all in good fun, and at the end of the day, we're all making each other better when we're doing it too. So it's it's fun. We enjoy it. Yeah, you got to enjoy that. Now, speaking of the draft, you both obviously being drafted. Speaking of golf, especially, Kate, I think you're going to correct me if I'm wrong here, Brett. But I believe you were golfing when you got drafted. I was in fact golfing. Um, Remember this I was time. playing Kinchlow. Uh, we were across the river. This was back when. Uh, 
Yeah, phones, like my phone did not work in the States. We obviously had Canadian cell phones. Um, So yeah, we get back to the pro shop and um, I think uh, they had a message for us at the pro shop. Like uh, my agent was calling. Like, what the hell would he want? Like, just uh, completely oblivious to what was going on. And um, I think it was Marco Policiccio texted me and I got a text saying like, Oh, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Like, what? what? What is going on? So I ended up looking on the, the pro shop computer, and I called my agent. Well, he's like, yeah, you got drafted, uh, Anaheim, blah, blah, I was like, oh, my God, that's un- unbelievable. Because like, um, it, it, I was drafted as a 20-year-old, so wasn't expecting it. I, w- I was expecting to get drafted as an 18-year-old, and that was obviously a disappointing day when I didn't. But then to be picked as a 20-year-old, yeah, it was pretty cool. Dude, that, that's, I remember you telling me that story. I don't remember where you told me that story, to be totally honest, but it's one of those things that stuck in my head, besides you going bar down every time we skate in the morning a couple of times. <laughs> hey, what about me, too? You don't remember me out there? Yeah, you go bar down. That's it. I mean, obviously. Well, I, th- I think, Dave, I think we got to find – we got to get a way to get out to the Perlini Hockey School because you got to get some work on those boots. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's an age limit. Is there an age limit you got there, Fred? Because uh, yeah, well, uh, we got to get him out there. We could we could throw him in the morning group there. We got we got lots of kids there. He'd have some. Perfect. <laughs> they would outskate me those kids, hundred fifty percent. I'd be I'd be out of breath as soon as I do four strides now on the ice. Holy my god! But overall, I think that's the story, Brent. What's your story in the in the entry draft? Obviously, you were there for the draft. Obviously, you got called up. You went twelfth overall, which is. A different experience than what your brother had with it. So, are were you nervous at the draft? Were you like, all right, where am I going? Do you have an idea where you're going? Did you care where you were going, or how, how how does that go on draft day? This sort of um, gets that journey. Yeah, I, I'd say uh, no. I, I didn't really like. I had an idea of like from an area of picks, but like team wise, I, I didn't really have a clue. Like I, I had a really good interview with uh, with Phoenix. They were Phoenix at the time, and they actually took me for dinner that night and stuff. But I interviewed with 27 out of the 30 teams. So um, <laughs> it was one of those things. I mean, apart from, like, you know, the first, like, I think the first three picks, it was kind of like just very briefly you meet them in the interviews, and then that was that. So I, I didn't really think anything of the teams and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was it was a fun experience, man. It, it was good because – uh, I enjoyed like it, it was similar to like when I was in pro when I got called up to the NHL like I felt like I was ready for it so at no like I, I'd done all the work you know I played all year I did well at the combine um, so for me it was just take it all in and enjoy it there was nothing to be uh, worried about or anything like it was sit back relax and let the game unfold you know so that was that was the best thing for me. No, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of hoping you're in the leaves, but uh, we won't. We won't get into that. Obviously, it by a leading leap jersey. But nonetheless, Brooksy, I'm gonna transition to you. I know you had a couple topics. I usually like taking the spotlight. Cause I'm a greedy asshole sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I just, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, my hometown because it made me excited when I, you know, knew you guys were Fred and Brendan played in St. Catharines, and uh, I'm just curious about the experience you had, like, living there in St. Catharines in my hometown, and, uh, you know, I know, Fred, you played with one of my my good friends, uh, Bruce Brudro, uh, Gabby, uh, yeah. so, um, yeah, so I'm just curious well, about your experience and time there in St. Catharines. Well, 
you know what? That that's I, Brooksy. I didn't even realize you were from there. I mean, St. Catharines. Uh, I was there for three years in the American League, and I tell both my boys this: uh, they got the pitchers and the calendars to prove it all. How many good players, like you mentioned, Gabby, who's coaching the National League? Well, you know, got fired this year, but great, great junior, great pro. Uh, the names go on and on and on that were in St. Catharines. Um, but the city itself was, was, was unreal. I lived with Basil McRae. He was my roommate. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we had so many good times there. And then when Brendan ended up getting, uh, traded to Niagara, uh, he, he lived with a good family and he experienced the same things I did. Uh, and, and for me, uh, uh you know, living a plane in the American league, a lot of those days, like you play either games, you're on the bus a lot. So you didn't see the city or, or appreciate a lot because you were there all winter, uh, on the bus a lot. Well, well, when Brendan was there, Vicky and I would take the time to get out and see more of St. Catharines and Niagara than when I actually lived there. But yeah, great people, beautiful city. I'm glad they got an OHL franchise. Uh, so many good, as you would know, so many good hockey people from around that area and so much history with the TPs and everybody. Uh, but just a great, great area for sure. Well, I was fortunate enough, uh, you know, not to age you there, Freddie, but uh, I actually watched you as a kid in the <laughs> 80s when you were there because uh, we were season tickets because my dad used to do all the printing for the uh, the Saints and uh, print the programs and uh, all that stuff with his company. So uh, we were uh, we were at almost every game and I would have been about five or six years old, I think. So um i remember those days very well and it was a great uh, great experience for me and my dad to go to those games so well well you uh, know playing in the old rink it's funny because brendan played in both rinks the new one and the old one and yeah. he preferred playing in the old one the, the atmosphere that was in the old rink you know it was, it was oh unreal. yeah yeah and the old seats that's for sure the, that rink uh like my that was the last year of in the jack was actually my draft year and man it was that was probably the most fun of hockey I've ever played. Like just the atmosphere there, you know, because it'd be like 300 people, but it would seem like it was sold out and loud as hell. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's a great city, man. I I enjoyed it to go along with his uh, his little spiel there. Like, you know, it, it's awesome though. There's so much to do. You're close to Toronto, close to Buffalo, Niagara on the Lake is awesome. Obviously Niagara Falls, uh, many different communities like. I had a really, really good time there. I still try and go back and visit my billets and stuff and, like, do some good golf around there as well. That's the other thing. Usually uh, trying to hit up some golf courses. So, um, yeah, awesome. Good place. So yeah. good to hear. Yeah, beautiful part of the world there for sure. Yeah, you got, there's a lot to do there. There's more there to do than there is in Sault Ste. Marie, but I'm not disrespecting the Sioux by saying that. Okay. Stress <laughs> <laughs> that, but. Obviously, Brandon, you had an incident happen this year. Okay, that must have caused a little scare for your family that were watching. But I know on Instagram, you gave it the old thumbs up. Okay, on the Detroit Red Wing Instagram page, they would put, they would tag you in it on your on your Instagram. Then hockey guy, and then you just having your thumbs up, saying you're all good. Taking a, I believe it was a skate that you took to the face. This was it this season, correct? Detroit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. skate to the face. Um, yeah, modeling career took a little bit of a hit, but uh, <laughs> my. <laughs> Movie career as a bad guy has now skyrocketed. <laughs> uh, uh, lining up to play the next James Bond bad guy pretty soon, so stay tuned. But no, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Uh, to be honest, like it, it came really close to my eye, so that was uh, that was the one thing that I was right away. Something hit my eye. I think it was like the, 
the end of the boot or something, like the skate come up and went sliced through my nose and then the boot hit my eye. And all I could kind of clutch was my eye at the time when I was on the ice. And then uh, when the trainer had come out, he said it was more nose and we obviously got off and went straight back in and put some stitches in. But yeah, that's another thing too, you know, when, when things like that happen, um, you're, you're grateful for, for more things, you know, just to be able to, to see now and, and stuff like that. Like I could be sitting here with one eye right now, you know, and I, I got to just jump in there really quick just to, uh, um, the one thing I, you know, David, I got a, I hate mentioning names like this, but I got a quick text from Stevie Eisenman saying that Brendan was going to be okay. And I thought that showed a lot of class because mom and dad are sitting here on TV watching it. Our phones are lighting up because we don't know if the kid got a skate in his eye or not on TV. And we got a quick text from him, from the trainers to Steve, to us and Brendan's agent that he's going to be all right. He just ripped his nose there. So it goes to show you like the real true hockey people really care when somebody goes down like that, you know, because it's a scary thing to see as a parent, you know? Yes. I can imagine how you guys react. I know if that was my parents watching, my mom would have tried to drive down to the game to see how, you know, how they're doing. That's how typical parents are. And that's great to see that Stevie Y reached out to do that. You know, that just shows the class yeah. him and that organization, period. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's the best leader in sports for a reason, okay? And I flat out say that. As much as I say, as much as I disliked the Wings growing up, quote, let me emphasize, growing up because they won all the time. Okay, that was the reason why. Uh, but he's a true leader, right? But overall, like you said, you're going to want to be a Bond villain. I, I actually was actually going to say that while you're saying it, not saying great minds think alike, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, it, 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 you're sitting there and you got, now you got scars on your face. You got a little more character added to the old face, right? Yeah, that's, uh, but that's, that's part of, we play a crazy game, you know, apart from our game, there's not too many other that, like UFC or boxing, you know, they're, they're obviously fighting a lot more, but if you think it ours, you know, crazy stuff can happen. So that's, uh, that's the game. Things, uh, things can go wrong quick, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here now. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm doing fine. Um, a little bit of a cut like on the nose there, but yeah, it's, it, it could be far, far worse. There's plenty of other people, especially when we sit here isolated with a roof over our head and food on our plates at this time, you know, it, it's hard to, Hard to say, poor me and poor this and that when you know people are out there dying because of this disease right now too, right? So it's you know you. I always try and look big picture and think of those things. And mine is is so minuscule to any anything of that sense. You know, I I always try and look at the the big picture, like I said, like that. And um, yeah, it's crazy times right now. Now you'll have a story every time, you know, you see that scar. Cause I know I have lots of scars and there's a story for everything and of uh, close calls and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, like my favorite, uh, one of my favorite lines is uh, the scars remind us that the past is real. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it, and it's true because uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a story there and, uh, and the close call. And, uh, you know, we're very fortunate cause I enjoy watching you play. So I'm glad you can see my friend. Thank you. I do have a quick funny story actually about it. So it, it happened. We actually played in Buffalo and my billets were there and stuff. But uh, we were on a road trip and we went to New Jersey straight after that. And like the next day, my eye was so swollen and we had a day off. And I have a really good buddy, uh, John Byrne, who works at Jimmy Fallon in New York City. 
And every time I go to New York City, he usually uh, invites me down to watch the show and stuff and usually kind of shoot the shit with uh, Jimmy and stuff. And so I brought another one of the guys on the team, Alex Biega, who also uh, about a week earlier took a stick across the face and he had like 10 stitches across the face. So I have my nose all cut up and a massive black guy. He's got a big scar right across his face. We walk in and uh, right away, like our buddy, we, we watch the show and stuff. And our buddy always brings us uh, to see Jimmy after. And he's like, who the hell beat up you guys? You know, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like uh, slap shot. To, to, like obviously those guys got all the makeup on and all that stuff. And. I think the crowd was looking at us like, who the hell are those guys? Gordy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arms, you got the glasses on, everything, just probably yelling Gordy and everything. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, no joke. Also, here's another, like, to put something into perspective. Like, my buddy who works on that show used to be uh, in the Army, like, in the States here. And uh, he was, like... He, he had so many, uh, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but he had so many, like, confirmed kills. Like, he had all these, he actually gave me a, a two, $2 bill. And, uh, like, I showed these guys, and it's for, I think he had, like, 38 of them. And it's for every confirmed kill, they give a $2 bill. So he had went this out, and he gave it to me at the table. And he says, you know, your, uh, your little cut across the nose is pretty nice. But it kind of reminds me of uh, the first time I ever got shot. <laughs> and uh, he told me the story of like where the bullet went in his leg and come out and uh, I'm like I, I don't think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's a different game you're talking about there so we're, we're in different worlds here that's not oh yeah not the same at all so oh yeah. I don't think you play professional yeah. call of duty real life action call of duty or anything yeah, like exactly that. <laughs> nonetheless you, having that experience even meeting Jimmy Fallon like, I'm jealous. I'm not going to lie. I love Jimmy Fallon. I, I, I'm so jealous of that because it, it just being able to go in the crowd and see that and just being able to be a part of that is just funny as well. That's just a great story to say. Oh, I just, the scars though are great. You know what? I got one scar on my face and I'm not going to tell you how I did it because it wasn't hockey related or athletic related. It's actually embarrassing related. Uh, so that's a much better way to perspective look at it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> threw a rock at you, didn't they? <laughs> well, I have one of those too from Brett. Oh yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> now, oh, tell that story, Brett. Tell that story. You got another scarf? For, you gave oh another... yeah, we were kids. Um, I think I might have been uh, probably ten years old, and Brendan was four. We were skipping rocks at our old cottage, and uh, yeah, just messing around. And uh, Brendan walked in front of me. I didn't even see him just ripped the rock right off his eye. And I'm, I remember my dad chasing me like through the woods. <laughs> I was sprinting as fast as I could. Just running away. Did you, did you, I, you think that was intentional, Brad? That sounds almost intentional. No, it was like, uh, I kind of like wasn't paying attention. I was just trying to get my skip on. Brendan, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, oblivious. Uh, didn't know any better. Just, yeah, walked in front and, um, yeah, obviously felt really bad. Blood was gushing from his eye. And, oh. um, 
God. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I, don't worry. I, we've had our fair share of scars of flying out of golf carts and stuff like that. That's another time. I think the only time we actually are that competitive is when we're on the golf course, not even on the ice training or anything. It's always on the golf course. I would so. agree with that. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> So when you guys do go, do you guys do golf tournaments together or anything like that? Are you guys against each other all the time? Is it like no, we're not going to be a team? We can't handle it. We're yelling. Are well, you guys- well, can I be honest with you about that? There, there's been a couple of things we've been invited to in scrambles. It almost like these. I, how can I say this the right way without being disrespectful? These guys are so good. Like I, I'm probably a six handicap, and they're like pretty low. And we went into this one golf tournament in the Sioux, and it was like it was kind of like. Mm, there's hockey guys there and that. I think we were like 18 under and no cheating. And it was embarrassing, like first prize and all that kind of stuff when I know friends of mine that are not that good at golfers. So a lot of times it's like if they want to golf and I'm like, go go into something serious, unless it's a, a charity thing, you know, because uh, like going to some scramble stuff, it, it gets embarrassing, you know, unless you're playing with, um, with, with, I don't know, without being funny, unless you're playing somewhere where there's a lot, a lot of good players. So we, we tend not to jump on that. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, yeah, they're, absolutely. They're pretty good players, guys. They're, they're really yeah. like, I mean, these guys are bombing at over 300 now. I remember when I used to beat them when they were like 12 and 6. Well, that stopped when they were like 14 and eight <laughs> that's how good they got you know so and i i'm just i said to my wife uh you know i can't wait for the day because vicky's a very good golfer she's the one who got me involved i said i can't wait for the day that we can all just go out and just enjoy the day play a four ball together everybody hits the ball and that's the that's what it's getting to for us so those days are more enjoyable to me than anything when all four of us get out and just play the game you know so we're kind of chilling out we're not as competitive as we used to be with each other. So when I pick in my teams, I know that uh, I always go for one, get one good golfer with me and the two are for any other two are for entertainment. That's so, that's, uh, that's the way I, that's yeah, I try idea. to get the guys that I know I'm going to have a great time with. They might fall out of the cart from drinking too much, but the whole day is full of laughs. So that's how I like to pick my teams. And, that, and that's a, that's a great thing right there. You know, so um, and I'll say flat out when it comes to playing golf, uh, I'm not. You're guy. terrible. Yeah, I'm not. Guy. <laughs> You're the entertainment. I'm the entertainment guy. That's what, that's that's exactly it. You can see Happy Gilmore and me. We we have the same swing. No, we no we don't at all. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I want to transition back to hockey. It's Dave McCain here with the Game Sports Show, joined by my co-host Brendan Brooks, and of course our very special guest. And adding the very in there, uh, Brendan, Brett, and Fred Perlini. Now, the NHL. Everything in the world right now has come to a halt, okay? So everything has changed. I want to get – I know this might be kind of hard for Brendan to answer potentially, or maybe he can be flat out with it, but I'm going to go to Brendan first. Uh, and right now, everything's at a standstill. And, the, and sticking to the National Hockey League, if hockey comes back, okay, do you expect a return? I don't know if that's fair to ask you. Or if it does come back, how do you see it all playing out? Because the plan is they want to finish the rest of this season. Yeah, that's it's a very tough question. Like, I've been doing, I've been on a lot of the conference calls and stuff, and it's just, I don't know. It's too there's too many things right now that are, uh, I don't know what's the word to use, but kind of 
people just throwing out different ideas from everywhere because we've never had something like this, right? So, or if we have, it's over a hundred years old. So, um, these, these certain problems are like, nobody kind of knows how to go about it. And if we come back like next week, what's going to happen? And if we come back in four months, what's going to happen? And so it, it's so, you know, I, I don't even know how to answer it. It's so all over the place with so many different questions and variables and, things like that. And then, you know, you have trying to get like all the players to agree on a certain thing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of things come into it. So it's, it's very tough. But as far as like, if things did come back, let's say in a month or so, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even, I, I don't know. Would we try and finish the season? I, who knows? I mean, can, can I just jump in on there on that yeah, one? Of course. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Brendan, Brendan, I hear Brendan's conference calls every Wednesday, and uh, sometimes I listen in if he needs something, you know, support for something. But um, one thing I know uh, with the Players Association, they're really tight. Of course, they want to get, you know, hockey in there from what I'm hearing. But on the other side, guys, of it, it's a big business, right? And these guys, and they work, it, the business has lost over, you know, what was it like a billion dollars or something was quoted the other day uh, with with the last whatever 177 games i believe around a little over 500 million 550 million yeah roughly. so so you know they're trying to figure a way mm. to get the game back and obviously everybody be safe but as a fan i guess as fans we all want to see it come back uh but as a business i don't know how they're gonna you know recoup all this or, you know they're talking about playing hockey in the summer uh, I don't know what you guys think. Will it be supported? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I, I following other professional sports. You know, I like uh, I think his name is Jay Monahan. He's a hockey guy. He's from Boston. Actually, he runs the PGA. I love the way he runs that organization and how he's doing it and bringing it back slow. Of course, it's outdoors. It's not indoors. So I don't know. Just listening to Brendan's conference calls with the guys. It's a it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. The business side of it, you know. Um, but as fans, you know, I think I can see myself in the middle of the summer, you know, watching TV with the uh, fire on, watching the Stanley Cup playoffs because uh, you know we're just hockey people, you know. But yeah. will, will that will that go? Will that happen? I don't know. Brad, what about you? What do you think coming from uh, your overseas perspective? Yeah, I mean, people are, are very worried over here. Obviously, there's talk um, um, the Premier League is, is the big um, sport over here. And they, they're they looking to finish the season because there's so much money in it as well. But, um, you know, there's talk every day. Uh, nothing seems to be getting better. Um, potential lockdown till December, I heard the other day. Uh-huh. So, for me, it's, it's, it's tough to see it, uh, the NHL finishing this season. Um, you know, it, obviously anything could happen, um, if they, they open it up slow, but, um, yeah, nothing seems to be moving over here, uh, very well. They've already, obviously they've, they've canceled every season, um, in Europe in the, the hockey leagues over here and they're potentially, um, might not start on time for next season. Um, they're already looking at, and some teams, um, uh, obviously, are losing a lot of money as well. Um, might not recover from this, and it, it's going to be tough, um, especially in the UK. Yeah, let's see, and obviously, Brooks, you played over there. I know hockey. There's a lot of sports go over on Europe, especially with terms of soccer. But it's I couldn't agree more with all your guys' points that it's uh, we won't get into too much of it because it's more of an interview that we're doing. But it's just interesting to see different people's perspective 
about it because will it truly play? And I, just to throw my opinion, I can't see the NHL returning this year and why they would and why they would rush it. I don't know why they would. Sure, I'm, I'm sure they would like to try to get some more money. Like, as uh, Fred, you were attesting to, it's a business, okay? And, like, they want to – they were talking about upping the cap and doing things for next year and doing things. If they're not making a lot of money and they're losing money right now, I think it'd almost be smart to almost kibosh the season and start fresh and let the whole world start fresh once we're back to getting to normal. That's kind of my perspective. It's either doing that or they do the, the style in the U.K. as, uh, you know, Fred and Brett, the Challenge Cup. Go yeah. into a, yeah, just have a big challenge, challenge cup. cup. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, get the uh, aggregate scoring going. Every, every league across yeah. Europe and the yeah. States. Brooksy, when I was there, it was called the Norwich Union Cup. <laughs> the, uh... See, I'll, I'll say right now that overall it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I had a quick, quick note, a couple things to bring up before we let you guys go. It, it, our, t- our usual tech guy, one of our co-hosts, Alex Parr, uh, who was unable to join us. We felt like keeping it at five was a lot enough for listeners to keep up with everything. So didn't want to bring in a sixth, but he wanted me to make sure that I brought up a question to, uh, I know that, that obviously we can be biased and say one of these uh, wingers would be Brandon on this. But maybe we'll exclude Brandon from being in this conversation just for biased pur- uh, purposes. The, the question from Alex I wanted to ask was, uh, who would make your starting lineup of Suites? Okay, and this is going to go around the table for everybody on this conversation. So Alex, for his, and obviously keeping Brandon out of it, uh, was Tyler Canty, Ron Francis, Phil Esposito, Jerry Korab, and Colin Miller with Esposito and Nett and Marty Turco backing him up. That was kind of that. I know it's the question going to put everyone on the spot right now because they might have to Google up or think of some Sioux guys. So, Brooksy, I'm going to go to you first. If you had to make a Sioux starting lineup, you have a lineup that you would uh-huh. Well, am I considered a Suite or am I St. Catharines? Like, <laughs> oh, you know what? I got to go with the Perlini line. You got Freddie, you got Brett, and you got Brandon. What more do you need? There you go. Okay, you're gonna go that route. How about the defensive side? Oh my! Well, you got Daly and Miller. Okay, so you go Trevor Daly and Miller. Okay, how about a net? Uh, who are the goalies from the Sioux? Turks. I wouldn't. You know? Oh yeah, Tur- oh yeah, Marty. Marty Turkle. Turkle. love them. Yeah, Fred, I'll go to you next. Throwing you right off. Right, right oh, up- that's yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, there's so many guys. Like guys, there's so many good players. Like way back in the day, you know that you don't hear of. Like it's obviously you can go with the main guys. Like I played with Ronnie all the way up, so I, I take Ronnie and I take Phil, and then I would put my dad on that line. Uh, he was a really, he was a tremendous athlete. It really was. I think if you talk to anybody about that up in the Sioux, they'd let you know. Um, I'd have to go with Miller. He's our boy on D. I don't know who the other D would be though. Um, but definitely Jimmy Ralph. I'd have Jimmy Ralph in that. I don't know if you guys know Jimmy at all. Uh, but he, he played, he's my age. He played, uh, minor hockey with me. He was drafted by first round, actually the 67s. And uh, he was, uh, I don't know, fifth rounder to the Blackhawks. But now he's a big, uh, he's a big announcer now, eh? So, yeah. but the other defensemen, I don't know. There's so many guys there from the Sioux. Like, I mean, obviously Paul Coffey, but he's not from the Sioux. I've seen him play for the Greyhounds. Um, but I'd have to go, you know what, guys? I'm going to go with a guy. I don't know if you name, uh, if Pete, older people watch your show. His name is Carlo Longarini. They call him Schmatz. That's, <laughs> that's who I'm going with. 
I like that. That's a good. Now I'll go to Brett next for yours. I'm leaving Brett in for last. I bet you I can uh, name Brett's whole team. <laughs> well, I, Brooksy had uh, pretty much a lot of the guys I wanted to pick. Well, I'll, I'll kind of change it up for him. I'll, I'll keep TK. Uh, TK is my boy. I got to have him on there. Yeah. Um, I'm throwing Jeremy Stevenson in there for some, some toughness. Oh. Um, hey, Chibi on D, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, my D's got to be uh, Dales and, and Miller. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Um, uh, it's got to be Turks in net. And I need one more forward, excluding excluding all us guys. Oh, man, it's got to be Patingolo. He's got a retired number up there. <laughs> you got, uh, Brett, you got to throw Brian Galazzi in there. He had 76 or, goals for the Greyhounds. <laughs> yeah, that? but it's not my, not my generation, is it? Who's the guy you play with on the Feebirds? Um, Minardi. Minardi, yeah. Oh, Minardi. We can oh, throw him on. There you go. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> In their prime, nothing could stop those guys. Holy <laughs> Do you know what, David? Just quickly, that's such a good question because – I, I am so proud to come from the Sioux when it comes to hockey. There are so many good hockey players, so many names like, uh, you know, that, that we never talk about. Like, like there's Mike Zook, Senior, Junior, Ronnie Zook. The list goes on and on and on. There's so many good players that play pro and college and junior hockey. So that, that's one thing that makes a, a very, very proud of, of Sioux St. Marie. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Brandon, I'm going to you. I don't know if, you're, if you can. Uh, you can uh, throw yourself – I'll let you throw yourself on a line if you want to. I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put myself on B. And, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, my dad, my brother, my oh. grandfather up front. And I'll say uh, Matty Conway. Uh, we'll do the all. Oh, family. nice. And like then uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe a neck you could put Boofy Cazola. Yeah, either him or the Hawk or the Rat or <laughs> any other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Stack in the path, Dominic Hasek style. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. and I'll fly out say mine was TK. Uh, like, and I, I said, you know, you gotta love TK. I, I was going to exclude the Perlinis because obviously the line is right on this line right now, if you will. Uh, but TK, Ronnie Francis, and Matt D'Agostini uh, would be on that wing. With, then I'd have to go Daly and Colin Miller, uh, then Turco and Esposito and that. But in as a coach. Oh, yeah. As a coach, people are going to laugh at this. I think Brett will probably laugh at this more. Zach Turquato. <laughs> <laughs> I I like <laughs> a lot of talent there, though. Got uh, a lot of talent. The, def the Sioux definitely has a lot. Now, Brooksy, I know you also had one more thing to bring up before we Oh, start. yeah. Well, first of all, because Fred just said something there about the talent here. And I'm not from here. I'm a southern Ontario boy. And I remember when I first moved here about 10 years ago, or 9 or 10 years ago. And... The summer skates that we had when I first moved here, I could not get over the amount of talent on the ice for the summer skates. Uh, there was like a waiting, Brett, you might, you probably remember this. There was like a, a list, like they had cuts if you wanted to. Yeah, go on the ice. yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, I we're sorry, you didn't old, make it tonight. To hide. <laughs> and, and, you make know, it tonight. And, and Brooksy, just real quick, um, back in my day, it was the same thing, like with Teddy Nolan and all those guys. It was the same thing. We had guys coming out of the woodwork. You'd have to make cuts for our skates. So it's it's that tradition has never stopped. Oh, Teddy Nolan, that should have been the coach I thought. Now I yeah. feel like 
Matt throwing him as the coach. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a Jack Adams winner right there, Teddy. Or Maurice, maybe too. Oh, Mar- wow, he's actually been on the show. See, oh. see, how, many na- oh, see how many names there are that we're forgetting? Oh, yeah, there's tons. I feel like I should have prepared that before we were off air. Usually I don't know script, but now I feel I'll shout out to Ted Nolan and listener Paul Maurice. I know you've listened to the show a couple times since you've been on, so I, I forget. I just I excluded him on purpose. I just excluded him on purpose. It's just not fair. That's that'll be my excuse. <laughs> Sorry, I cut out there, boys. I was out. What happened to our tech guy? I was gone there. <laughs> I didn't hear a thing. No, you were there. You were there. I heard. I saw you. You just you just probably clicking buttons I, on your phone and hitting mute. So I couldn't hear. I couldn't it, hear a thing. Oh, you're they, good. Um, yeah. So, but overall, like, I'm going to give the floor to, to the guests. And I want to go to you. You have a lot of stories. Before we actually finish sign off, I'd like to always give the guests something that they want to bring up. So obviously, I know you're a younger guy. You're definitely outspoken. Um, you're doing very well in Detroit, obviously, as well as the whole family is doing extremely well. Do you have anything that you want to bring up to the show or something that you want to bring up to listeners, shutouts, or just anything that you would like to bring out on the game um just as far as uh, like any, any stories or anything or anything yeah. in particular or anything yeah oh, the floor is yours right now uh okay quickly i'll just say uh, as far as sorry i get asked this question a lot just like as far as how how it is work ethic wise to get to the nhl and like from kids and stuff and uh i'll just touch on that quickly and just say like we like I, I lived around everywhere England Canada USA so you get to see a lot and I, I think in any situation like if you're willing to work hard and you know keep shooting pucks and and put the extra work in more than the other guys it doesn't matter where you live or where you're from or what background you have or ethnicity or whatever you know you can become a good hockey player so uh, I would say a lot of it is hard work uh, to get to the next level and stuff and then I'll I'll throw you. Uh, I'll tell you one funny story. Well, not really funny, but my welcome to the NHL moment. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, I was, it was probably maybe like my sixth or seventh game, something like that. Um, we were playing L.A. at home. And, uh, like, I, I played a pretty decent game. Um, like, nothing, nothing too crazy. But uh, when I was young in Guilford, the street that we lived on, uh, there was like we had many Czech guys and Slovaks and stuff at the time. We had one guy who was a Slovak who knew uh, Marion Gabrick really well, and he uh, he actually got me. He went back home to Slovakia, and when he came back, he got me a signed card from Gabrick to Brennan, all the best, blah blah blah. And that was Gabrick was still playing at the time when when he was in LA, and uh, like I said, it was like my sixth seventh game. We went into overtime. And uh, they threw me out first to line up, and I line up against him. And that was like my – I was like, holy cow. I felt like two seconds ago I was just getting a card signed from this guy. And now I'm, you know, facing off against him in the NHL. Like, this is crazy. And that, I guess, kind of goes with that my point of, you know, if you work hard enough and you're willing to put everything in, you know, it, it can happen. There's, there's nothing that's – no limits to this life and nothing's impossible. So I'll leave it at that. And definitely, people can follow you on Instagram, right? I believe, and everything. You got the social media. I yeah, know, at, at PubsP11 on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, all the rest, Facebook, whatever. So, uh, apart from LinkedIn and Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Tinder and Bumble, you just got to swipe right. <laughs> 
and obviously when uh, we're able, we cover a lot of the Detroit, Toronto, Ottawa, Ontario kind of sports. So we will definitely, when we're in Detroit area, I'll have to make sure to hit you up and definitely, you know, maybe just meet up after a game or something. And then obviously we'll check out, see if you're on Tinder though. I'll have to ask you in person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that, but that's funny. Fred, I'll put the floor to you, uh, my friend. Anything that you'd like to bring up or even uh, anything in general? Me, my, sorry, myself uh, I, or Brett? You want me yeah. or Brett? Uh, Fred, you go first. Oh, okay, sorry about that. Uh, no. just, just that it's, uh, you know what, it's a, it's a, thanks for having us on the show. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, just to say to everybody out there, I know these are crazy times. We're going to get over them. You know, stay safe and uh, uh, God bless all this medical staff that's helping us out here. Uh, you know, we're, we're at different times right now, but I'm sure we're all going to come out of this. So uh, just, just, Stay safe and healthy and love to everybody. Awesome. Brad, how about yourself? Um, well, yeah, obviously, uh, touching on the, the times right now, um, just wish everybody uh, stay safe. And uh, obviously, in this time, you, you've got to really take care of, uh, you know, your health, your nutrition, um, get moving, get fresh air if you can. And I just want to mention, I've been – since we've been in lockdown, I've set up a, an online um, hockey skills and strength program. That's, um, I'm in my, the second phase of my four-week program now. Um, so if any listeners uh, are interested in joining, um, you can find more information on um, our Perlini's Hockey Camp Facebook page. Or you can email me. Uh, it's brettperlini at hotmail.com. Or find me on all the, the socials. Um, pearls 11 on instagram and at brett perlini on twitter love that now i want to issue something i want to challenge all everybody especially brett and brett's to another morning skate a game of horse okay i definitely <laughs> <laughs> you're on i definitely would love to do that with the tunes on on the jumble and the jumble speakers at the john Rhodes community center would love to do that <laughs> and then david if there's any time you want to jump out and help out with the kids you're more than welcome to come out I would love to do that. I can actually still skate fast, but I'm like that guy off the ducks that doesn't really stop anymore. I just skate. <laughs> was that Abraham? I think that might no, that wasn't Abraham. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I know we're getting ready to sign off, but Fred, before you go, I wanted to say we both played in Fife in Kirkcaldy. Yeah. And that's where my kids were born. So my wow. kids, uh, yeah. So uh, I knew you'd appreciate that since you played there. Yeah, and, uh, I just wanted to mention it. Well, Brooksy, we've got so much in common, eh? Yeah, see. absolutely. Two five flyers. Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Coming from Scotland, that that's another great part of the world. Absolutely, the whole world comes together. Hockey's a it's a big sport, but it all comes together. Everyone knows that it's a tight community, if you will, in the world of hockey. So obviously, this has been amazing, guys. And I know I said I wouldn't. I wish I could keep you guys for two to three hours. I'm sure we can continue talking and everything of such, but obviously we hit our time. Obviously an hour has went by way too fast. So I want to say thank you going around the horn. Thanks to Brett. Thanks to Fred and thanks to Brandon. And also thanks to Brooksy for being my co-host uh, for tonight's special edition. And we'd love to have you guys on again. I know in the summer we're going to be doing a lot of beachfront editions. I don't I know I'm not going to get into what that means uh, right now, but if you're ever in Sault Ste. Marie, obviously we can do that challenge of horse. Listeners can comment below who you think is going to win. And don't just say Brandon because he plays for the wings. That's just not fair. Uh, and obviously, if you'd like to be able to come on again in the near future, we'd love to have you back on the show. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah, Brooks. thanks, guys. Th Appreciate thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. And, Brooksy, obviously, it's, it's thank you to you. But we have more special editions coming up. Uh, so we'll make sure we uh, get our rest, stay safe, so we can have great special editions, much like this one was. The Brooksy must have gotten disconnected there for a second. But nonetheless, I'm here to remind listeners that to stay safe and hashtag stay the fuck home. That's been my hashtag, and I'm swearing. And therefore, I'm <laughs> stay home, follow the rules. But like Brett said, get some fresh air, though, in terms of going for walks and also just staying active. That's very important. And obviously, make sure you keep it locked here on the game. Special shout-out again to our sponsors, being Sports Center Bar and Grill, North Spirit Brewing Company, North Shore Sports and Auto, Northern Critters and Eden Thrush Creative Co. The special edition has been brought to you by the Compass Imaging Group and Demansky Office Interiors. Make sure you check them out on Facebook, on Instagram. Give them a call. If you need any information on banners or anything that are available right now or any kind of information, don't hesitate to reach out to yours truly through the GameSportsShow.com. And, of course, our broadcasting partners on TV, but in particular ESPN, ESPN 1400 and Sovereign Communications. And I must say, lastly, that as I mentioned in our last previous edition, the Game Sports Show is now mainly powered by our new business name, the Game Entertainment and Media, or for acronym, GEM, because I believe the show is a gem and there's gems on it. That's that's I haven't came up with a phrase, but that's the one I'm with right now. <laughs> Nonetheless, we'll have more special editions. We've had previous, we've had this one, we have more coming up. Keep it locked on all of our social media platforms. Again, thank you to Brandon, Brett. Uh, Fred and to Brooksy and everyone who tuned in. I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bat, catch your touchdown, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah. <laughs>